Welcome back, everybody, to Developing the Leader Within podcast. As we pull apart leadership from different angles to bring you what you need to know to succeed. Today, I have Matthew Morales with me, and Matthew is the mastermind behind Money Mystic and author of Never Be Poor Again, A Guide to Money as Spiritual Practice. He provides strategic turnaround plans for small businesses to grow to their max potential. Matthew, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Outstanding. Folks, we're going to be talking about leadership and money. One of my favorite topics because it's just so broad. But my uh, Matthew is going to take us through all his knowledge and get us in 30 minutes to try to get you to understand this. But before we get into that, Matthew, tell us a little bit about you. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Um, as you said, my name is Matthew Morales, author of Never Be Poor Again. And I help companies become profitable and I help you find the soul of your business. Now, I myself own a marketing company. We do branding and business um, business design and website design and things like that. But on a personal level, I've noticed and I've found that a lot of people aim to be a business. And even with 100 employees, you're still self-employed. And I aim to break people of that because how do you know the difference? It's in the name. Self-employed means you need to employ yourself for your business to continue. Your business isn't a business until it can just employ others without the need of you. And so I want to break people of that. I want people to stop living paycheck to paycheck. I want businesses to stop living paycheck to paycheck. And I want you to be able to develop your dreams. And so that's what I focus on. Now, that is straight wonderful. Uh, I, I had read all your information, but that did not come out of it as you just put it. So I'm glad you share that with us and a great distinction, right? And so today we aim to make a distinction between leadership money and also mm -hmm. what brings those two together. So talking in those terms, what does money and leadership have to do with each other? Fantastic question. Well, this is something I say often, okay? Leaders don't command, otherwise they'd be called a commander, right? Leaders don't dictate otherwise they'd be called a dictator leaders lead that means they do in the word it means to do to act okay and because of that action others follow so if you're a broke leader what are you teaching everyone beneath you you're telling them to follow me follow me and they are going to the good and the bad. And so this is something we need to fix because as I say, money is a spiritual practice. Why is it a spiritual practice? Because it's a reflective practice. Money is simply a symptom of the way I'm acting in the world, right? If I'm broke, there's something I'm doing to be broke. It's that simple. And so if I'm doing that, I'm teaching that. And that's why they're so closely related. And I think it's really important for people to understand that. That is a wonderful way of, of bridging those two. And I've often heard a lot of similarities to that, but not as you just put it. You know, folks, the, the basics of it is you lead in totality. That means that everything that you are should reflect leadership. If you want to run around with a title leader. Don't, don't, there's no part-time leader, right? I've never been to some place that says the part-time leader today is so-and-so. No, they always say the leader here is this. 
but are you truly leading in the entirety of what the word means? We're not asking for perfection. What we're asking is that every area in your life can be imitated in the positive. Now, we see plenty of examples of those that, well, you know, you can imitate to the negative, but can you be imitated to the positive? Now, you, you mentioned something uh, important there, uh, and I wanted to ask you, so what's the importance of knowing what different types of money are out there? Because in today's world, there's a bunch of money yeah. types out there. Let me say this. Uh, when I try to teach, and especially in my book, uh, I always connect it back to some form of actual law, some natural law, something that we can all understand. And so I'm going to relate money to something that we all understand, which is that it follows the same laws as another currency or current, water. Water is a current, right? And it's a type of currency, income, and where you can get income from if you're taking it, right? Electricity is a current, electrical current. Then we have financial currency. It's a current. It is a current. And so they follow the same laws, okay? So water in itself is a currency and electricity is a currency and anything can be used as a currency. So that's also why it becomes important to understand things as they come out and look at currency in new ways. Gold is a currency and now Bitcoin is a currency, right? And now we've got uh, NFTs, which is a type of currency. Art is a currency and books are currency. This is all currency and they actually all follow the same rules and they all follow the same laws and they're always associated with the same laws of nature. If you understand the laws of nature, you understand the laws of your finances. Yeah, I, I love that. And, and you mentioned your book. So let's talk a little bit about your book uh, because it's, you know, to treat money in a spiritual way is probably the wisest thing you could ever do because mm -hmm. It ties you to you. It ties that currency to your daily habits, to your living, how you think about it. It really uh, basically cocoons around you. And if you don't know where you're living in, you could lose it all. So tell us a little bit about, about the book. Yeah, awesome. Um, I actually have it right here. Once again, it's called Never Be Poor Again, A Guide to Money as a Spiritual Practice. You can grab it on Amazon. And essentially, the point of the book is I teach finances, but not by telling you. Instead, I'm telling you stories. Because what I realized was that my, I grew up poor. I grew up really, really poor. I grew up in the hood. I grew up you know, with gangs and gangsters and things like that. And running the streets and all that. And eventually, but I read a lot. I read a lot of financial books and yet I was still poor. And then I joined, I wanted to get out of the hood. So I joined the military and I was still poor. And then I started going to millionaire seminars and I was still poor. And I was reading all the books and doing all, and I was just still broke. And one day it just hit me. I'm like, oh my God, why am I still broke? I was in India with my girlfriend and we couldn't eat. We had $2 left and we couldn't eat. And she said, I've never had to choose between two meals before. And I said, oh, I've had to choose between two meals. And she broke down crying. And now in my mind, it hit me. I'm like, how many times am I going to be in the same broken position before I decide never again? 
I will never be poor again. I will never, ever, ever feel this feeling again. And so I decided from that moment to change my life. And that's when it hit me that my biggest obstacle to wealth was never my, my poverty. It was my arrogance keeping me poor because I read all the books and I went to all the seminars and I traveled the world and I did all the things that I thought I had to do, but it hit me that even though I was, I was also skipping the intros and skipping past the conclusions. I wasn't doing all the exercises they told me to do. And so if I'm not likely to do step two, what's the likelihood I'm gonna do step three or four? And so I had to learn to take in these recipes of the masters before me, of the millionaires before me, and understand these recipes and actually take the actions and the steps to do these. Otherwise, nothing's ever gonna change. And so that's when my life changed. And I decided from now on, anytime I ever take a book or learn a new philosophy, I will apply it right there. And I refuse to go to the next one or the next page even until I start applying this one. A beautiful way of applying. I, I tell you, man, I, I've been waiting for this episode for a little while because I know your work and I see what you've been doing. But that reality and and thank the good Lord, you were in India and two dollars can go a little <laughs> further than it yeah. would here in the hood. Right. Um, yeah. But uh, but. Um, you know, that realization of, of man, you know, I almost, I almost take me to the story of the prodigal son, right? Uh, you know, if you know it, he he's in this uh, miry pit with pigs and he's like, what am I doing? How did I get here? The servants at my father's house eat better than this, you know, never again, right? Kind of never again. Yeah. Am I going to be here? I'm going back to my father's house and uh, you know, you got to that point and there's a lot of leaders as you was talking through my head, all the leadership training that I do is for that. Per there's a lot of people that go through the seminars. There's a lot of people that read the books. I've been one of them early on that. I, I mean, I have books upon books upon books and it wasn't until I said this, my practice is not working. It's not the books. It's not the seminars. It's not the information. Mm -hmm. It's what I'm applying or not applying. Exactly. And that's making me either a great leader or a poor leader at any given time. And so that flip-flopping, I was like, no more. I, I aim to be the standard of leadership every single day. And I refuse to go any further unless I'm truly living leadership. I don't even want people to call me a leader unless they can tell me every single day you showed the way. And so, you know, it takes a, a mentality. It takes, you know, thinking around that. And so, uh, which brings me to my, my next question is what are some things that leaders can do today to start making some wise decisions around money? Let me say this. The truth is right. My argument for a long time, is, and which is still true, is that you know, school doesn't teach you money, right? I was saying my mother became an accountant and we were still poor because school doesn't teach you about money. Accounting doesn't teach you finances, it teaches you counting, right? It only teaches you how to count. 
business administration doesn't teach you how to own a business. It teach, teaches you how to be an administrator of someone's business. So I want to say you already know all the rules and all the laws behind finances. You've heard them a million times over. You just either don't actually know what they mean or you don't care enough to apply it. And I'm going to give you an example, right? You all know that you're supposed to spend less money than you make. And yet you're spending more money than you make. You know that you're supposed to save it, be saving money and you're not. You know you're supposed to be investing, but you're not doing it. And coming up with all these reasons. You've heard, don't count your chickens before they hatch. And yet it's Monday and you're saying, when I get paid Friday, I'm gonna go buy this, 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 and this. You just spent money you don't even have yet. Counting your chickens before they hatch. You don't have chickens. You have eggs. Count your eggs. That's what that means. Okay? Spending money you don't have yet. You know you're not supposed to do that. And yet we're always paying, uh, you know, pay, borrowing from Peter to pay Paul. You know you're not supposed to do these things. Just stop. Just stop. And how do you stop? By learning to work with your habit and instead of, instead of against your habit. You already know you're going to spend all your money to zero, right? Fantastic. So let's make an account specifically for fun so that you can spend your fun account to zero. And let's make an account specifically for your expenses, for your bills and all that stuff, so you can go ahead and spend that to zero. And let's go ahead and make an account for giving so that you can spend that to zero. And make an account for education so you can spend that to zero, right? And also, most importantly, make an account to, called financial freedom account that you're just never, ever, ever, ever going to touch. You're just never gonna touch it. And so as these things are working, as they're flowing for you, your whole life will change. And I went through this process 10 times of trying this process and then breaking the rules and then trying to process and breaking the rules. That's what I'm, I teach that story in my book. I'm telling the stories about how I'm learning these rules and I teach you the rules that we've heard a million times and maybe some that you haven't. And I'm showing you how I just wasn't following them. I wasn't following them, what it took for me to end up following them. Don't make it so that your whole life falls apart before you make a change. Just do it today. If you are gonna spend all your money to zero, take the, as soon as you get paid, before anything, that's why 401ks are so successful, is because it, they take it before you see it. But take it before you see it, you pay yourself first. You put it in a financial freedom account, somewhere that's gonna be growing money for you and working harder for you than you do for it. I'm sure a lot of us have heard these things. But you're not a leader unless you're taking action for someone to be able to follow. Leads don't tell you what to do. Leaders don't tell you what to do. That's not what a leader does. A leader does it. And through the law of allowing, other people witness your healing until they realize that they can heal too. That's true leadership. Once I start healing, not telling other people to heal. Once I gain 50 pounds or lose 50 pounds, whatever it is that I want, and other people say, wow, I didn't think that was possible. I can do that too. Once I travel the world and other people are like, huh, man, I can do that too. And they do that. That's how you influence change. And so it's going to start with practice. Right now, go take any money you have and take 5% of it, 10% and put it somewhere and start today, right now. Secondly, I want you to start paying all your bills on the 10th 
and the 25th. Obviously, you might not be able to always do it. Let's say if you have a mortgage, it's always going to come out on the 1st. But the point is, you're going to take all your money and put the 10th and the 25th. That's going to pay all your bills. So now you've paid yourself first and you've paid for the bills that you need to. The rest is what you have to survive on. Now that is what you learn to live off of. And that's what you're going to do. And if you want to put a fun account with that and split it for things like that, then you can start doing that. But that right there is what will change everything. That money left over. Pay all your bills on the 10th and the 25th. And whatever you have until your next paycheck is what you have to survive off of. And learn to only spend that. If you have $500, only spend $499. That's it. And that'll resolve most things that we're dealing with. You know, and that'll make it easier so that you don't have to stop spending money. You can still splurge if you want to, but make an account to splurge and feel free to spend that to zero. Totally agree. And I tell you, uh, as a leader um, in finances or in the world of finance, I've been a, a poor guy. Uh, as an example, mm-hmm. I remember growing up in leadership uh, and yeah, I, I would do everything practice wise or everything else, you know, to a capacity that you could follow. But yet I was letting people buy me lunch because I didn't have lunch money. Yeah. That's the trick, yeah. you know? And, and so reflecting back on those years and those, uh, uh, and those times, it truly, uh, you know, and having this conversation, you know, it tells me at that point, although I may have been good, in 85, 90% of the things that I was doing, finances was one of those things yeah. that I was terrible at. And a, a very, uh, it, it, I, I wouldn't even say humbling because it's, not, it's more embarrassing to be a leader and then having your subordinates or your team members have to front you lunch mm-hmm. <laughs> because you can't yeah, you- pay for it. Because you can't pay for it. Yeah. And, you know, here the other thing, too, is that for people to understand that it's just a skill that we learn. And so a lot of us make these excuses. Oh, I'm poor. I'm broke. You don't understand. Trust me, I do. Trust me. I grew up in the hood. Right. I struggled in India. I lived in the jungle. Like, don't tell me I don't understand. I understand. Let me say this. We are not broke because of how much money we make. We are broke because of what we do with it after we make it. That's what makes us broken. Until I understood that, until it penetrated my head, I was going through the same thing over and over. But the good news of that is it's a very easy skill to learn. It's the same way you decide I'm going to learn the guitar and you go watch a YouTube class or you go into a class. It's a a skill you can learn finances is a skill you can learn and it's an easy one to learn it's just hard to apply when you won't let go of your old philosophies and that's what my problem was yeah learning and application are two different things and and yeah and the, the the difference between success and not so what's at stake if a, if if you don't create a money wise mentality that's a great question what is at stake i'm actually going to follow that up with another question what is at stake? Also, what do you gain if you fail? Right? What do you gain if you fail? Because that's what's at stake is 
we're always going to be gaining something, but it could be gaining anxiety, right? It could be gaining stress. Who does it affect for you to succeed? Who does it affect for you to fail? That's what's at stake, who it's affecting, right? Because the truth is, it's a spiritual practice because it's an inner practice. It's a reflective one. I have to see what I'm doing with my money to understand how to fix it. And once I understand that, once I take care of myself, once I fill up my cup and it overflows, then that cup will overflow into my mother's cup, which will overflow into my brother's cup and it'll overflow into every other cup. But if I sit there trying to fill everyone's cup and everyone's cup, no one's cup really gets filled and neither does mine. But if I just keep pouring in mine and pouring in mine and pouring in mine, it'll overflow to every single one. And so that's what we have to do. We have to take care of ourselves. We have to have true empathy for others by taking care of ourselves, which will allow us to also take care of them. I've been one to say that, you know, leadership starts with you. Everything starts at ground zero. You are the source. A lot of people are looking for external sources to, you know, but you are the source. Everything. Yeah, I think you said it earlier, right? You know it. <laughs> it's there. It has mm -hmm. been spoken upon so many times and you've heard of it one way or another. It's just the practice of doing. And I tell you, I'm, I'm so happy we got the opportunity to have this conversation. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are listening to you have heard about your book. They want to get a hold of you. So how can they do that? That is a fantastic question. Again, um, obviously you can get my book on Amazon. You can find it there. Never be poor again. A guide to money is a spiritual practice. Make sure to get yourself a copy, get a copy uh, for your friends, a gift, anyone that you think might need it. Um, you can also go to our website, my company website, which is L U D for let us dream marketing llc.com that is our um, marketing company and then you can go to my personal website moneymystic.co for anything feel free to email me or um, you can get my email on those websites you can find me on instagram and facebook um, feel free to reach out and ask any questions outstanding folks well we're going to have that as part of the show notes uh, and make sure that you have that uh, i'll also put it as part of the video uh, so, uh, Matthew, thank you so much for sharing this time with me, sharing your wisdom. Folks, uh, I'm going to put also the link to his book so you can get a copy. I know I am because I'm interested in his story. Uh, definitely all this, all the traveling that he's done. Uh, and if you've enjoyed this episode and learned something interesting about the topic covered today, make sure to subscribe and let us know by leaving a comment on YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram or Twitter right now. Uh, we're always looking for new ideas and guests that we can add to our show. So if you know someone or have a topic that you would like featured on the podcast, we'd love to hear about it by emailing us at triadleadershipsolutions at gmail.com. And be sure to tune in next week for another episode where we dissect leadership from another angle. And as we like to end the show, success to you.